Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Grapplecast. It is I, Jamie Crawford, and I'm joined here with James from Monopoly Events and for the love of wrestling. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Jamie. I'm good, mate. Thank you for having me on. How are you? No, I'm doing. I'm doing very good today. I mean, um, I just got my master's results today, so I've got a first class degree. So congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Now, I so said we've we've got you on, and I think this is something I've been looking forward to because. I myself have attended quite a few uh, Monopoly events and I feel it's quite intriguing to find out exactly what goes on to putting these events on and how kind of it works behind the scenes. So I'm quite interested to get into some questions with you of, of how it all goes on. Of oh, Cool, cool. Yeah, I know you just mentioned then that you're obviously a big horror fan. Um, you know, obviously our, our sister show for the love of horror as well, which I'm, I'm sure you've attended yourself. Several. Um, <laughs> several for the love of horror. So um I will, uh, I will just come out straight on the bat and apologise straight away that I've never actually been to for the love of wrestling as Same of yet. Considering we run a wrestling podcast, the one I really wanted to go to, I think, was 2022. Was that the one you had MJF? You had yeah, 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 yeah. Like, everybody was there, and I was just like, this is the one that I needed to go to. And my birthday's in April, April 30th, and I'm pretty sure it was on that weekend or around there. I was like, I need to go to this one. And then my mum, I share the same birthday with her, and I had to go to France, so I missed it because <laughs> she lives in France. Yeah, that was the um, yeah, that was the one that we booked MJF, and we weren't quite sure what we were gonna get. And um, yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, MJF turned up. He, uh, he <laughs> half, half took over the whole damn show, uh, and it was worth every single penny we uh, we we bought and got MJF that weekend. And he was an absolute uh, one of the biggest arseholes you could possibly meet. He was an absolute joy to have around. I think that's one of the best things because he always stayed in character. I think one of the things I loved when he was a heel, anyway, obviously, he's kind of more baby face, kind of tweener now. But always seeing those videos when he's at the conventions with the children and he's like flipping them off and swearing at them, calling us all fat, wonky teeth people. <laughs> oh, I mean, we had, we had, um, we had, we had, we had all sorts. We had um, one young girl in tears because she. Um, asked him to sign a picture, so he signed it and then ripped it up right in front of her. That was a young girl <laughs> straight in tears. Um, we had one young girl in a wheelchair who went over and gave him a present, and he uh, he just loved it and said, "That's a waste of time. Now go away, Hot Wheels." Um, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh no, what's?" And you just think, "Here we go with the complaints." Ninety-nine percent of people wanted to meet MJF, and they took it in the right spirit. Um, I think a couple of people who weren't quite familiar with it, with how brutal his work can be, certainly off camera, when you know what I mean. It's uh, yeah. when when he's off camera, he, he doesn't have to worry about what any t- what any sort of TV execs feel. Um, and he were, yeah, he 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 was um, he went to town on a few people, including some of our team, and we you know we didn't know where to put ourselves. He he took over um, a panel he, he, where we have. The way it's set out, we have all the, the wrestlers doing signings on one end of the hall. Then we have the wrestling ring in the middle where all the Q&As are. And then right at the other end of the hall, we have all the uh, the photo sections. Just keep it nice. It just helps with the traffic. Um, and then on the way back from one of his photo sessions, he just decided literally to just go in the ring and commandeer the ring and just decided to hold an impromptu. Um, I, I say Q&A, it was more like a... A 25-minute let's insult every single person we possibly can, um, as, as, as you know, as, as long as possible. The crowd absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, for many people, it was the highlight of the weekend. Um, for us, we were just sort of stood there going, we're going to get sued. We're, gonna, we're definitely, definitely going to get sued. <laughs> this is a video that's on YouTube as well, so I do recommend anyone to go and watch it because it is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
it's just so I was just gonna ask about your history with wrestling. Um, like I said, I'm 32 myself. I was born in 1991, so I was kind of more of the attitude era when I first got into wrestling, and it was always being in the UK. 1 a.m. You had the Monday Night Wars. Watch Nitro for an hour and then go into Monday Night Raw. That's kind of how I got into wrestling. Staying up with my family. My uncle worked at KFC at the time, so he always brought all the leftover chicken home. So we had KFC. Watch the wrestling on a Monday night when I was seven years old, eight years old. So great memories. How did you get into wrestling? Yeah, yourself? so I'm, I'm 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 considerably older than you, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I was I'm, I'm back in the sort of late 80s. So I we were. Um, to be one of the first but we we got i got i got into wrestling very early in the very early sky television days so for anybody out there who's old enough this is back when um when wrestling used to be shown on um sky one i'm not sure sky one doesn't even exist anymore as far as i know no. on sky one um it used to be able to you used to be able to watch some mid-south stuff um on eurosport um saturday night's main event i think used to be on eurosport at one point as well um and then also any of the pay-per-views used to be on sky movies uh so i'm going back that long and it's so i'm talking about 1998 1999 style um and i remember just i was literally just flicking through the sky channels one day we'd had sky a couple of weeks uh, and i was just flicking through one saturday afternoon uh, and came across it was either wrestling challenge or wrestling superstars and i can even remember the very i can even one of it, it was the big boss man against uh against some jobber uh, and i remember just sitting there watching it and just thinking oh my god and i was hooked instantly hooked absolutely instantly and, and, and never looked back and that was i can even remember it, the ultimate warrior was the champion at the time so it was it was post wrestlemania 6 um uh so yeah i think it was that yeah that it was post wrestlemania 6 it was leading into um SummerSlam 80 i think it was SummerSlam 89 it was leading into i seem to remember that was one of the big first big uh pay-per-views that i watched uh but yeah it was uh, an amazing time to be a wrestling fan still for me um the golden era is is, is is the peak of wrestling i know many people will argue the attitude era um but i love the attitude era you know i, I enjoy it just as much as everybody else does i enjoy the attitude era more than perhaps um, you know, there's the, the modern era now. Uh, but then again, I probably pre- probably prefer the new generation over the Attitude Era. Um, I find the Attitude Era just got a little bit samey towards the end. It was very much, and we're seeing a lot of it now, is a lot of guys trying to be badasses in black T-shirts. And rather than the start of the Attitude Era, when there were so many varied gimmicks, towards the end of the Attitude Era, they were trying to make everybody pretty much uh, into some sort of badass in a black T-shirt. So, um, no, but no, the golden era for me is always going to be the, the peak of wrestling. That's when um, I was young enough to young enough to not know, um, you know, what is it, is it, is it, isn't it? So there was that magic about it. There was the, the most crazy and varied characters uh, for me. Um, everything from sort of, you know, wrestling, wrestling tax men to, to, to submarine. I'm not even, you know, I'm still not even sure what tugboat was. I was tug, was tugboat yeah. a captain, a boat captain. I'm, I'm still not sure. Wrestling, wrestling is, natural. Is that why you got captain. him as a guest just to actually ask him? You're like, yeah, 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 exactly. I, like, like, <laughs> I, I sort of understand. Yeah, I, I sort of, uh, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the certain gimmicks that Fred Ottman has, and God bless Fred Ottman, by the way, if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting him, he's a monster of a man, but he also happens to be one of the sweetest and nicest guys you could ever possibly meet. Uh, but he got lumbered with some strange stuff. I mean, like, what, what is a tugboat? I mean, what is that gimmick? What what exactly was the Shockmaster? Was he sort of like a, a Mortal Kombat Raiden thing? I, I never quite worked out what the Shockmaster was. Um, bless him. Um, and he got lovely with some some other stuff, other gimmicks as well. So no, I love the Golden Era. I just love the the absurdity of it. Um, for me, there's 
you know, even even in ring, I mean, of course, you know, you, you had your, your squash matches and it's you're never going to get any five star five star the Tokyo Dome clinics as such. You know, you're not going to get many of them over in the golden era. But, you know, you have people in the ring, you know, like like Savage, like Steamboat, like Jake and people like that, who, you know, can, can put on a really, really, really great match like Rick Rude. So many others, Kurt Henning, an absolute masterclass in the ring. Um, so, yeah, for me, that was that was the peak wrestling period. So. The big question, and I apologise for putting you on the spot. You might already have this. You might have been asked several times. What is your favourite match or memory in wrestling? There could be like two or three. I don't know. For me, like I said, WrestleMania 14 is like, I always had that on VHS and Unforgiven 98. Again, showing my age a little bit there. <laughs> but those are like my favourite. The Inferno match, I want to take a cane, is an iconic moment for me. But WrestleMania 14 with Michaels, Tyson, John Myers, I think that's, for me, is like one of my all time because that was a moment i was like yeah this is me for life now so i don't Um, know if you had that moment at any point or yeah definitely definitely i think i think that the heart foundation against demolition two out of three falls match uh summerslam 90 for me uh it's the best tag team match of all time i'm still i'm still yet to see anything that's bettered it i mean in terms of storytelling um it's an absolute masterclass. i mean it's it's difficult to tell a story in tag team wrestling and they absolutely nailed it you've got the heart foundation you know it, it, it were just absolutely white hot at the time you've got demolition who you know the, at the time the longest uh running tag team champions of all time you've got the introduction of lod during the match you know it, it's two out of three falls it's absolutely perfect from start to finish um so yeah for me that's that's the match that i still go back to now i'll still watch it at least once maybe twice a year um just because i still get so much enjoyment out of it uh, other matches that come to mind i mean the, the royal rumble 92 match just simply for bobby heenan for me you know we talk a lot about what the top five of all time it doesn't matter for me in ring or out ring but bobby heenan deserves to be um classed as one of the top five people in wrestling of all time just because of how, how much he added um you go back and you watch Royal Rumble 92. And of course, what Ric Flair did was great. But the, the, the star of that entire pay-per-view is Bobby Heenan. Um, you know, he, he's, he's absolute masterclass uh, when it comes to colour commentary. Uh, but yeah, matches like that are the ones where I really got the most enjoyment. Yeah. You, you did mention there with the Heart Foundation demolition. We were talking a, a two weeks ago when we did our prediction league. And we said, is this final the time demolition to be in the Hall of Fame? Because... They're not there yet, are they? And it's just like, how, how has it not happened yet? There's a no, there's a few, and I think obviously the problem with the problem with demolition was that obviously they had the um, they had the brain injury uh, case against the WWE um, for a number of years, so they were never going to go in while that was pending. Um, but you never know, a change is as good as a rest. Um, will they now go in? That it's 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 a different era. I'm not sure. I don't think. Unfortunately, I don't think Demolition, because of how little they've been mentioned over the last 20 years by WWE, because obviously they didn't want to bring, the last thing that they wanted was people going into Google and, and, put, and putting Demolition WWE in because things about the court case would have popped up. Um, but never say never. I mean, we thought for a long time that Randy Savage wasn't, wasn't going to go in, um, and he did. Uh, we thought for a long time that China was never going to get a mention, and although she did go in as part of DX and very, very much deserves to be going in as, as, as you know, on her own, um, never say never. I think they are certainly, certainly worthwhile of it and maybe give it a couple more years for things to die down um and yeah i can i can see her going in missy miss elizabeth again is somebody from that sort of era who who also should be in yeah no definitely i do i do agree with that so we're going to talk about monopoly events and the convention so i think we we're just talking 
this one that's coming up this year is uh, Fiddle of a Wrestling 4. Um, was it 2018 you had your first Fiddle of a Wrestling? If I'm not yeah, mistaken. so it was yeah. 2019 was the first one. Um, that one was headlined by sort of The Undertaker and Ric Flair and Bret Hart. Um, that was The Undertaker's first big show outside outside of the, the, the US. Um, so it was very, very, very memorable one. This one is our our fourth one. Obviously, anybody who can do maths uh, probably understands that that doesn't quite work out. We uh, we got hit by COVID um, two years on the run, uh, as many, many shows and, and things in the UK did. Uh, we were almost one of the first shows to be hit in the UK, funnily enough. We we did our early Comic-Con Liverpool show in like the, the March, the April, uh, and then and then Flubber Wrestling was meant to be at the, the end of April. Um and unfortunately, uh, it, it was it was probably the first Monopoly event show to get canned, which was a real shame because we, then we lost it the following year as well. But yeah, so 2019, and this one will be our fourth show. So as a as a fan of wrestling and getting into Monopoly events, how did you start really with conventions? Because I shoot Fiddle of Wrestling wasn't the first one with with Monopoly, was it? I think you did Comic Con Liverpool or Comic Con no, no. Manchester, or how how did you get into the convention game, so to speak? So, so for Love of Wrestling actually grew out of one of the other comic cons. For anybody who knows Monopoly events, they've got sort of 14 other shows up and down the country. But it was 14. This year we're doing some one day shows across the across the UK, which is probably going to take it up to 25 plus. Um, but yeah, what happened perhaps in 2017, 2018 at the Comic Con um, Liverpool event? Um, uh, there was, it was decided that we were going to bring some wrestlers on board. Um, Andy managed to get hold of a couple of wrestlers by the name of Gail Kim um, and um, Adam Edge Copeland. Uh, so they were guests at Comic-Con Liverpool. Um, they absolutely smashed it, as you can imagine. Both very, very popular uh, back then. And those are still both very, very popular now. Um, and then it was just decided then, just due to how well that they did, that you know what, there's, there's something here. This, this just, just like the horror show or like the sci-fi show, you know, there's enough of an audience here that we could perhaps warrant doing, doing our own, in, like our own for the love of wrestling. And it, so it, it grew out of Comic Con Liverpool, uh, and it's not looked back since. I was going to say there is such a big audience in the UK, which is why we've been clamouring for a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, for so long, and it just proves to show last year with All In. I assume you were there. Uh, like I said, eighty thousand for AEW All In. Wembley Stadium, there is that audience in the UK for the wrestling fans and I think, like I said, going four years increasing, bringing in even bigger and better guests each each year and I assume as you mentioned with the um, with different guests, because I think John Cena was at Comic Con Wales 22 as well like they yeah, still yeah. do big at these other shows as well Yeah, so people will say like, well you know what, you did, why did you put John Cena at, at Comic Con Wales and not full of wrestling it all just depends on dates um, so, you know, someone like John Cena, who is incredibly busy. Um, so, you know, it was a case of can John Cena do the wrestling date? No, he can't. But however, he, he happens to be in London that weekend, uh, the weekend, the Comic Con Wales event. So do you fancy do you fancy John Cena coming over for a couple of days? I mean, we're not going to turn John Cena down and go, well, actually, no, it's the wrestling event yeah. or not. Uh, so, of course, we, we snap the hand off as, as, as quick and as feverishly as possible to get to get John Cena over there. So uh, and we, we see it now. Sometimes people say, well, why is. Why did Mick Foley do our last Comic Con Liverpool, and why is he doing Comic Con Northern Ireland but not doing the wrestling one? It just comes down to dates. Of course, the first question we asked Mick Foley was, "Can you do off of the wrestling date?" He said, "No." Okay, brilliant. We've got we've got we've got twelve other dates. Tell us which ones you can do. So great. And Mick came to Comic Con Liverpool. He had a ball. Loved working with us. Uh, and straight away he was like, "Let's do some other dates." So we got him straight onto Northern Ireland as well. So he's going to be joining us with uh, with Trish Stratus in Northern Ireland later this year. 
Oh, I'm going to mention the date now because I assume this is like the biggest blow of the year. Obviously, this date for for the love of wrestling is on the same weekend as AEW Revolution. <laughs> you do already have two AEW stars in CJ Perry and Jake Hager attending, but I assume that was like because you originally had Sting possibly attending and possibly some other stuff in the plan, and then they decided to put it on the same weekend <laughs> as for the love of wrestling without any consideration whatsoever. Yeah, so people have said to us, oh, well, why did you book that weekend? Well, we, we provisionally, obviously, AEW, we, you know, we, we've got contacts AEW and it, was, it, it wasn't provisionally going to be that weekend. So we felt quite safe uh, booking that weekend. And also, if it was going to be that weekend, you know, um, um, it didn't necessarily mean that Sting was going to be wrestling there. Um, so we booked, you know, we booked Sting. Sting's a good friend of ours. We booked him in, 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 in good faith. Uh, and unfortunately, it was just decided that Sting's decided to call time on his career. Um, and obviously, they've decided that that's the pay-per-view that they would like to centre his, his retirement around. We're not, you know, we're obviously gutted that Sting can't come to our show. But we obviously, you know, we're huge, huge lifetime Sting fans. We wish him nothing but the greatest success um, over that weekend. And we look forward to having him back at one of our shows very, very soon. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And I think, like you said, you've got these great relationships. All, you, all we ever hear is they've got great relationships with you and you can see all the pictures yeah, and course. everybody doesn't really have any uh, bad things to say about the convention and Monopoly as a whole. And they always come back and, like you said, Mick Foley, he'll do for the love of wrestling one year, then he'll do Ireland and all these different ones as well. So like I said it's always about building up that good connection. So when you build up these good connections, what, what does it go into setting up an event? every year because i assume like at the start you're kind of i don't know blindly calling people i know you mentioned slowly before about andy had that connection with adam copeland and gail kerman and it slowly built from there if yeah, you're well, talking I mean, about from scratch how does it how do you build an event yeah well i mean we've obviously got almost like a bit of a you know we've almost got a bit of a rough rough plan of what we'd like each show to look like uh, we like to have um reunions where we can do we like to do special duo photos and, and multi-people photos um obviously from from when we started full wrestling back in 2019 one of the dream photos we wanted was to get was to bring trish and lita back together to do the team bestie photo that that was a, that was a that was a one of the the duo photos on our wall many many years ago We've managed to pull that off this year. Uh, so tr- both Trish and Lita. We've had Trish and Lita at our show separately before. To get them both together, that was something. So that's a real big tick in the box for us. So we'll, we'll be doing that. Um, and, yeah, so that's that, that's really the way it works. I mean, it, it all depends. We reach out to all of, the, all of the big names that we know that we're in contact with and we find out who's free, who's not free. We try and get them booked as, as, as early as possible. That's, you know, the perfect example what we did with Sting. So got Sting over the line as early as possible. Sometimes, unfortunately, like the Sting situation, things change. Um, but then in the past, you never know. In the past, we've had big people reach out to us a few weeks before the event and go, well, actually, yeah, I'm free now. Um, so that's why sometimes you'll see like a last minute guest get, gets added as well. Um so and we're happy with the with, with the way the lineup's looking at the moment we are going to be adding some more names to it uh, we've got a couple of big names at the moment we're just very very close to getting over the line one of them in particular um is, is very very close to getting over the line i was talking to, to their agent earlier today um, about flights and you know when you start having conversations about flights it means that the, that you're very very nearly there with them um so yeah so yeah things are things are looking good it's We've always got an idea of what we want to show to look like. We did get hit by AEW, the AEW pay-per-view this year. Um, and, you know, what we'll probably do next year is look to 
look to work with AEW a little bit closer and, and, and maybe trying to say, well, give us two weekends that you're looking at and we'll make sure we don't we don't put it on either of those two weekends. <laughs> As I say, it was all done in good faith, and but it just so happens that AEW made that business decision. But again, we love AEW. We get on really well with the AEW guys, big fans of theirs. We were all there at, as you said, the Wembley Stadium last year uh, to see their huge, huge success. For me, that was the highlight of last year, wrestling-wise. Uh, and I still say that, that MJF and Adam Cole match, as a fan, that's you know some of the best storytelling um, I think I've ever ever seen. Certainly, certainly live and in person, it's probably the best match um, I've ever seen storytelling wise. You're you're right on the cue. What I was saying, like I said, we, at the end of the year we did our match of the year moments of the year, and like I said, Adam Cole and Jeff for me was like the best storytelling throughout, all from the start to the finish of it all. And we were biased because we were there, but like you said, it's all about storytelling and. Again, you thought that was the moment he was going to turn. You didn't think they were going to win the titles. There was so much stuff going into that of like he's going to turn in him and then they're going to have the big thing there. And I've said hopefully we might get that run back again. This all in. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Never know. But, um, Never know. Yeah. So um, you mentioned MJF and everything that he did before. Do you have a favourite guest that you've had at the show? I mean, oh, it kind well, of feels bad picking one person, probably. But I'm, I'm, I'm worried about giving a fate. I'm, I'm like, so who, who are the guests that have really made uh, an impression on me? So, so Bret Hart. I mean, for, for Bret, for me, still is 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 the greatest of all time. Uh, huge, huge Bret Hart fan. So to have him at the show in 2019 was great. I was doing a, an exhibit at that show, some of my wrestling collection. It just so happens, well, it just so happens, I've obviously bought it that way, but uh, a lot of my stuff is, is Brett's stuff. So Brett came over and had a look at it. I had some stuff signed by him and Owen on the collection as well, which he, he sort of liked. I had a chat with him. That was that was cool for me. Um, MJF stands out as a, as a guest who I like working with. Mick Foley is somebody very cool who I got to spend a, a bit of time with at Liverpool last year. So I got to pick... I got to pick Mick up um, from the airport in the morning, and then take him over to Liverpool, and he was like, "Oh, let's go and let's go and have a bit of a." It was silly early in the in the morning. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. He was like, "Oh, let's just have a bit of a dick around Liverpool and just see what's going on." Like, okay, so let's do that. So, took him to the like the submarine, and then took him over to Anfield so he could have like a couple of pictures outside Anfield and all that sort of stuff. And then we were just sort of messing around a little bit, talking about the Beatles and the Bee Gees and the, the Kinks and all that sort of stuff. So as we sort of made our way from Manchester to Liverpool, we sort of spoke about the bands from that particular area. We spoke a lot about Friends as well. He's a big fan of Friends. So, yeah, that was cool. Just getting to hang out with Mick um, and sort of just chat with Mick. He's, he's a really cool guy. Um, the Barbarian is someone probably from our from our show last year who, who made, made a, a big impression on me. Just a very, very, very warm, nice guy. Santino Morello, an absolute, just a hilarious, hilarious guy. Uh, likes nothing better than to chill out, have a beer, kick back and, and have fun. And uh, yes, it, it, it became very clear to us very quickly why Santino was so good at comedy. He's a, he's a naturally hilarious guy. Uh, I'm not quite sure how, how how much he means to be hilarious, but he's, he's got such a dry temperament on him. Um, but yeah, a really hilarious guy. But no, I've been very, very lucky. Um, for this will be the fourth show. I'm yet to have a bad experience with anybody. Some people are quieter than others. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm yet to have a bad experience with anybody at all. Very, 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 very pleased with, with, with the people I've met. I mean, I think you might have answered the next question I had because, like I said, you're a big Hart Foundation and Bret Hart fan. Um, but is there a dream guest you could have? A dream guest? You want? That you want that you keep trying it might not have happened or a gene guess that you're like one day i'm having him yeah <laughs> i'm at all her 
So who are the guests that I would love to have on the show? So I'd love to have some of the people that I would love to have on the show. So Dan Housen to start off with. Big Dan Housen fan. Met him last year in met him last year in Dallas. Such a nice guy. Really, really cool guy. Um, getting Dan Housen on the show. I think I think he's bald. And I just want the best for Dan Housen. I, I want the world for him. I think he's such a nice guy. I think and I think nice guys deserve to succeed in this business. Gail Kim is somebody that I'd love to have on our wrestling show. As I say, she did the Liverpool show. I'd love to get on the wrestling show for me. Uh, Gail Kim is one of the best of all time uh, period. I think she was decades, literally decades. Uh, had you watched the, you know, you watched the four horsewomen match and, you know, you, you, you watch, you know, the very, very peak of what Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey and people like that are doing in ring. Gail Kim was doing this 20 years ago. Um, you know what I mean? She's, she's that good Gail Kim. So we'd love to see her there. And then obviously the obvious three, you know, your Austin, your Hogan and, and the Rock um, would be great there. Um, but of course, other ones, I'd love to see if we can get um, Dustin and Cody Rhodes on a show together. Love to get CM Punk on a show together. Um, I'd like to see the beautiful people, big, big TNA fan back in the day. And I thought, you know, either the beautiful people or the Motor City Machine Guns, someone like that. Uh, they're the people that I'd love to get on the, get on our show one day. Has there, has there been one where it's it's been... Like you've tried, you've tried, you tried. It's finally happening, and then all of a sudden, like the stars just haven't lined up. Is that? I assume that happens nearly every other day in your business. But yeah, one one guess you've had, like basically signed three, four times, and it just kind of last minute just went. Oh, sorry, no, that, that's happened. We can't do it this time. <laughs> yeah, it, it every now and again you get one like that where you almost get close over the line, and then it sort of something something drops. Um, but you know, you you try and move them on to the next one. Um, I mean, we saw well. Well, yeah, we saw that with the entire show, two years running. We got us. We were so excited about the the, uh, the what was going to be the Flubber Wrestling 2020 lineup and some of the names we had on that. Uh, then, unfortunately, just COVID, so we got hit. We got hit, hit two years running. So yeah, we saw we saw two end shows, two two show two years worth of shows drop like that. Uh, Trish Stratus was like that. So Trish Stratus and Kurt Angle, we lost them on a 2020 show. We lost them on a 2021 show. Uh, but then we managed to get them over the line and get them on the 2022 show, which was which was a massive deal. Perfect. So has there been, uh, you, you have mentioned some, your, your favourite memory of hosting for the love of wrestling or any of the, like, any of your other Monopoly shows, like what has been like a favourite memory of just being doing the job that you do? <laughs> I mean, I'm very, very fortunate because I get to hang out with with with, with some amazing, amazing people. Uh, probably some memories from the other show. Working with John Cena for the day, um, that was that was really eye opening. Um, John Cena was a real gentleman. Um, uh, you know, he's. He, the John Cena persona you see, the John Cena you see doing TV interviews, you know, Big John and all that sort of stuff. It, it's not an act. I got to spend an entire day with him. Um, he's very, very much a gentleman. He's very focused, um, but he's very warm. He's very polite. He's very professional. Uh, and he really, really, really does love his fans as much as he, as much as he portrays himself to do. Um, so, yeah, it was really nice working with, with John Cena. Um, would be a miss if we didn't mention the greatest WCW champion of all time, David Arquette. Uh, so we've got to hang out with David for the weekend as well. Do a bit of driving for him and just general general arquetting about. Um, again, really nice guy. Um, really fun, really humble. 
uh, liked a bit of a mess about uh, behind the scenes. Um, just to, I uh, just so happened to have my uh, WCW Nitro chair in the boot for me, so took that upstairs and we were messing about with that. He was giving me chair shots with it, uh, signed it for me and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, David Arquette again. Uh, I think I think he did well at the wrestling show. I think because he's because he's done horror so recently, maybe give it a, a few years. Um, but yeah, David Arquette, someone who was very much uh, a lot of fun to hang around with. I just want to say with David Arquette, I've missed two for the love of horrors, and David Arquette's year was one of them. Oh Again, no! I was so annoyed with that uh, because I, I met it was Skeet and Matt the year before, and I met yeah, them. Yeah. And then Rose McGowan was supposed to be last year, and again she's kind of one that hopefully is going to come again at some point because uh, I think she had to cancel last minute, didn't she, due to scheduling with Rose McGowan? So Scream is one of my all-time favourite films. So to me, all of them would be. Um, a big, it's a big, it's a big crossover between the, the, you know, I obviously I've, I've worked the last three, four um, horror shows, uh, and there's a big crossover with, with with the fan base. I mean, you walk around the horror show, uh, and there's you know there's, there's a sea of wrestling t-shirts here, there, and everywhere. So it's it's almost like it's either horror, Iron Maiden, or wrestling t-shirts. That's pretty much the dress code for uh, for full of horror. I think sometimes. Yeah, and I was going to say because with for the love of horror and for the love of wrestling, are they the only two that are actually at bowlers? As no, well? we've so got, do you think that we've got we've got we've got full, we've got full of a horror, full of a wrestling, full of a sci-fi, which I think is going on a little bit of a break now. Full of MMA, MMA which we had last year. Comic Con yeah. Manchester is based there as well. So yeah, there's a few different shows. So there's also going to be a big toy show and stuff there next year as well. Okay, so I want to ask about the expansion of Monopoly events. You mentioned it slightly before with the one-day shows, the Comic-Con Mania, I believe it's called, isn't it? Yeah, that's um, right. And I think you're looking at... Is it moving into the MS arena as well? It is. Well, no, so, Com- like, so, so that's... So Comic-Con, Comic-Con Liverpool, Liverpool, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... Comic, so Comic-Con Liverpool has gone into an absolute behemoth. It was sort of, it was it was just in one part of the of, of the venue in Liverpool and it got that big, then it had to grow into two. And then it got that big, that had to grow into two plus all of the outside area. And then it got that big, that had to go into two plus the whole outside area. And it was like, well, we just haven't got the space anymore. So then it, happened, it had to happen twice a year. So they've now gone from one arena to doing it into one arena, to now doing it into two arenas, plus all the outside, plus they've had to double up by doing it twice a year, and still they can't, still they can't get enough people, enough people um, through the door. So they've now decided to take on the MS Bank uh, arena space as well um, for for the next one. So yeah, it's 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 an absolute behemoth. It's it's for me, and I, you know I do go to them. I go to conventions here and in the states. And around Europe, and you know, for me, Liverpool is one of the flag flagship conventions. Certainly in Europe, um, it's an absolute behemoth, uh, and it's a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Yeah, and I noticed as well uh, when when I saw the the post for the planning as well that they've got a wrestling ring set up because there's going to be some wrestling there as well. So I was just going to ask because when I went to Comic Con Scotland a few years ago with you and McGregor's one. It was wrestling there as well, so I noticed there is like rest, like live wrestling at each of them as well. So I didn't know if that was kind of a, a thing to kind of promote for the love of wrestling, or just because you are all such fans of wrestling that you just like to give live entertainment in a no, specific way. Or it's, it's just something. Now we do tend to have, and I think that one that you're talking about where we had you McGregor, um, is that the one that we had RVD at that particular one as well? I think yeah. RVD might be, yeah, RVD and Katie were at that one. Um, so, yeah, it, it just so works that, as I say, you know, Flubber Wrestling grew out of, of Comic Con Liverpool. And the boss has always, always liked to have sort of like a wrestling presence at his guest, you know, that pop, pulp, 
pop culture world wrestling translates very very well to that um so yeah so yeah don't don't be surprised as i say we've already got confirmed for our um for our northern ireland show we've got i think trish mcfoley and i think rikishi's been confirmed for that one as well um as well so yeah don't be surprised if you start seeing wrestlers advertised for your comic con scotland for your comic con wales for your comic con liverpool even for your comic con manchester as i say sometimes the wrestlers can't make the wrestling date if they can make other dates and it works then yeah yeah they get you know booking for that and he's a wrestling fan he likes to have wrestlers at his show uh, and we know that you know the Every every show that we every one of his conventions that we put live wrestling on at it always seems to go down very well. So for anyone that hasn't been to for the for the love of wrestling, what can they expect from this year's show? So this year, I mean, already you know we we do have more people that we're going to be um, adding to the lineup, but already you know we we see what we've got on the uh, the lineup. It's, it, it is it is a really really good um, lineup. You can you can see that for yourself. Uh, but apart from that, you know we've got. So starting on the Friday night this year, one of the guests who we've been after for years, by the way, is Sean Maltman. So Sean Maltman is going to be joining us. And what we always do with all of our guests over the weekend is they'll do a sort of 30 to 45 minute uh, Q&A um, in, the, in the wrestling ring over the weekend. For someone like Sean Maltman, who's been around, Jesus, when did he... When did he join WWF? Was it back in 92, 93? Uh, yeah, start of the very, I think he was on that very first episode of Raw, wasn't he? Uh, so 93 sort of time. So he's done, um, you know, he's been around since then, really, you know, right in the mix and, you know, the, around the top companies in the world. So we just didn't think that 30 minutes to 45 minutes was going to be enough. So we're starting the Friday night off this year uh, with an evening with Sean Maltman. So it's very much like a Q&A, like a panel evening. So please come down and watch that. Saturday is going to be the convention himself. And it's not just about meeting the guests. Uh, obviously, you can have pictures and autographs with the guests himself, guests themselves. Uh, but of course, there's so much else going on there. We're hoping to have some sort of live wrestling on throughout the day. Uh, there's exhibits going on throughout the day. So some of the biggest collectors in, 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 in and around the UK will be there to show off their wares. We'll have a massive traders area. Many of them share. So again, if you're a collector of anything wrestling, come down. Uh, uh, we've also got obviously the panels going on in the ring. Um, just so many, so many other things going on there. We'll, you know, with the guys from uh, Future Shop will be down there with us. The guys from Progress will be down there with us. Um, we're going to have tattoos, people getting tattoos and all that sort of stuff. Food and drink on sale. It's just a big, massive festival party of wrestling for the weekend. And speaking of parties, on the Saturday night we have our big official after party. So we've already announced for that. We've got we've got a big our annual. Um, Future Shock Wrestling live show and um, we've already announced our first match for that so that's going to be the, the Invitational Battle Royal on as well um, and then after that we've got our big our first ever official uh, big cosplay entrance competition so if you've ever fancied um, entering the ring as your favourite ever superstar um, keep your eye on the on the Flubber Wrestling page uh, so you can see how to apply to that, it's a massive prize going out for that as well uh, and then we're obviously going to be dancing the night away at the after party as well and then Sunday again is the, is the convention as well so it's a whole weekend of wrestling and do you know what I mean the, the reason why I always say to people to just come down and give it a chance, you'd be amazed the amount of people that just come to this event on their own. Um, you're just going to have a building with, you know, 5,000 people in there, like-minded people who love wrestling like you are. Come down there and just enjoy yourself and, and have fun. If you want to come down there, spend lots of money getting autographs and pictures and buying this, that and the other for your collection, please do that. If you want to buy your entry ticket, 
come down there, buy yourself a cold beer and just watch all of the panels all day, which are all included, all completely free uh, within your entry ticket. Come down and do that as well. Come to Flubber Wrestling and have the day that you want. That's the best way to explain it. No, I, I think that that is perfect. You summed it all, all, all up perfectly. Exactly. I've, I've been to some of the others and I think that's something that's unique to yourself. So I've been to, I don't really go to any conventions, but Monopoly now, but back in the day, you used to go to some of them. You had to pay extra to go to these talks and the panels and stuff and I, yeah, exactly. I love it it's all free and you just get to hear some of the stories i mean one that was famous like again i'm a big horror fan but roger l jackson's that he did in scotland where he's just talking about scream and he's talking about mojo jojo like they're the same person it's just brilliant just going from, from back and forth and that and just listen to the stories that they have because it's not just wrestlers that are currently still wrestling now like matt riddle and new japan pro wrestling's nick nemeth You've yeah, also yeah. got like your legends like Sergeant Slaughter and Mark Miros and there's so much stories and Al Snow as well like they just recently had that Netflix show last year as well haven't they so there's it's so got much. this one it's, it's got such a brilliant range of guests obviously like you say you mentioned Sergeant Slaughter then all the way up until uh, you know the current guys like 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 Matt Riddle and Jake Hager and, and people like that but the really interesting ones for me are going to be people like Enzo who's, who's going by sort of the name of real one these days yeah. uh, Dylan Postel, better known as the name Hornswoggle. Can't wait to, to sort of meet. Dylan, Dylan's apparently an absolute riot. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin is going to be a really interesting one for me. Um, I've heard great things about Shelton. Um, I was speaking to him uh, earlier this week, actually. Seems like an amazing guy. Just getting underneath the minds of some of the people like Mark Mero and Al Snow and Rikishi and Sean Moltman. Some of these really, really, really clever guys. And hearing what they've got to say about the industry. And obviously the lovely Trish and Lita as well. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen Trish um, in, in amongst it before when she's been at our previous shows. She's a hell of a lot of fun. So's Lita. I can only imagine what that pair is going to be like together. Yeah, and I think, like you said, that, that is one of the ones that I think most people, like you said, they always ask for that dual photo. Is the one, who is the most asked for guest, shall we say? I know you look at different conventions and if you follow the uh, the fan boards and stuff, it's Joseph Quinn, Joseph Quinn, Joseph Quinn. Who's that kind of equivalent for the for the love of wrestling? Is it like, gonna, is it, it like it, your Stone Cold? Is it that kind yeah? Of it, it it it'd be Austin, I think. Probably Austin or Hogan. Yeah. Crazily, Austin or Hogan get asked for more than The Rock. So that's <laughs> maybe to see like, oh, The Rock's too busy. You can't do it, can you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People just people just assume that they're they're not they're not possible. Yeah, but Hogan Hogan and Austin get asked for a lot more. The most popular easily. And hopefully, like I said, with the growth of everything that's going on. Never say never, do we? So you never know. It could be one day, like I said, the dream of Austin and Hogan being their headlining. Exactly. Never say never. So for anyone that hasn't followed you before and we've talked about the show, how can they find you on the socials? What for the love of wrestling? How can they find you? How can they buy tickets? How can they come to the event? They're all on. They're all. They're all on the normal on the normal social medias. But the easiest way to find anything is to jump on for the love of wrestling Facebook page. You know you're going to be in the right place. It's the one with 102, 102,000 followers. Be careful. There are a couple of dummy pages out there, but not one with anywhere near that. So for love of wrestling 
Facebook page that's got 102,000 followers. Go onto there. You'll be able to follow that. You'll be able to keep up with the latest news. It's also got a group attached to it, which has got like 16,000 members. You can go in there and you can chat about wrestling all you like, chat about the event, chat about wrestling, make like-minded friends with like-minded people. But yeah, keep your eye on that Facebook page. If you're on Instagram, if you're on um, Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days, we've also got accounts on there as well. Uh, but yeah, on the on the Facebook page, that's where you'll hear about the first news about the show, um, about upcoming guests about what's going to be going on this you know what what, what the next big thing that we're announcing is um if you just want to find out about where the event is how do i buy tickets all of that type of stuff just go on the website that's for the love of wrestling.co.uk and you'll find a full list there of where it is how do i buy tickets um where do i buy my autographs what do we need to do about car parking what do we need to do about disability access and all those types of things so all of that sort of sort of business type information housekeeping information is on the website keep it up to date with everything about the event itself follow the facebook page that's the easiest way perfect and uh, just in terms you mentioned upcoming guests is there anything that you can tell us about any announcements that are coming at all yeah there's definitely some there's definitely some coming one thing that i can say to you is last year i know that we had full of wrestling and we had full of mma in the same building we've not really gone with full of mma this year however we are still hoping to have an mma presence um so we've got a couple of big wrestling guests coming down the line we're very very close to getting one of those over the line um right now more work's gone on that today um so we should have more news on that next week and don't be surprised over the course of the next week to 10 days if we start to um announce a couple one or perhaps even a couple of mma guests as well and those mma guests have they been in the world of wrestling not that and then i kind of narrows it down if it is not that aware of. They're, they're very much contemporary mma names perfect no worries so the last episode that we did on Grapplecast, we were talking about predictions for the year. So before we do finish, I wanted to just ask you, do you have any crazy predictions to happen in the world of wrestling in 2024? We had some people predicting, I think the obvious one, Swerve Strickland winning the world title. You know, kind of simple ones like that. CM Punk getting fired from WWE came up because, you know is history so my, there so. So my, my prediction is that cm punk and cody rose walk out of walk out of night one and two of the wrestlemanias with the with the titles re, re, yeah respectively oh so that you're saying they're going to definitely win night one night two I, cody's going to finish I, the story i think i think punk i think punk beats seth rollins subject to him staying yeah. healthy um because i know seth rollins had a bit of a bang this week this early earliest week on raw i think i think i think it'd be absolutely insane not to have uh, Punk versus Seth headline night one. Like I can see Punk walking away with the title, um, and then also um, Cody to finish the story on night two. I think la- I think last year's mania was a bit mm, in parts. Um, and what generally WWE tend to do is they generally tend to do a bit of a mm, WrestleMania, and then they just send everybody home home happy the, the 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 next year. I've noticed that if you just go back and watch them. So here's hoping this year is one of those ones where everybody wants to go. They want to send everybody home home happy. I'm hoping so because I'm going to be in Philadelphia myself um, to to watch it. But yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely love that. I was uh, I was there when Cody came back um, in the uh, in the AT and T Arena in in Dallas. Uh, big, biggest, probably the biggest moment for me as a wrestling fan because I absolutely love Cody Rhodes. Um, I would love to be there when he finishes the story, uh, sort of two years later. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talk about for the love of wrestling. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Monopoly and everything that you do, and hopefully I will be coming this year. There's nothing going on for me on the second and the third of March, so I'm hoping that I will be down there this time. And I want to say as well with 
the evening with Sean Waltman we had at the Love of Horror, Lost Boys and the talk with Jason Patrick as well. So I do welcome that kind of introduction. It's a nice kind of segue into the weekend as well. So hopefully stuff like that's going to keep happening please, as well. Please, please do come down. You can be, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll invite you as our guest, Jamie, definitely. Please come down to the show. I know. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so like I said, we will be back next week with our regular scheduled programming as Dan, Joe, Taryn and myself launched the 2024 Prediction League, which I am a three-time winner of, um, which, which is obviously the Royal Rumble is next weekend. So I'm going to get your prediction for the Royal Rumble. Is it CM Punk? I... I'd be surprised if it wasn't, um, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I, th- I think I think the way they get themselves into this, I think, is it is it Elimination Chamber or Hell in a Cell's coming up? So I think you have, yeah. I think you have, I think you have Cody win the one in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think you have Cody win one and Seth win the other. Um, I, I think it, yeah. it, again, it's it's about you get you punk punk's white hot right now just go with him i mean some sometimes in wrestling doing the obvious thing makes sense i think they miss that you know obviously the cody code the cody at the last wrestlemania um i, I think there's, there's pros and cons of, of roman retaining um but I, I think i think the right thing to do there was to just go with the obvious he didn't do it perhaps this year with the rumble just do do the obvious thing and that punk win it and the rock and roman is it going to happen I, th- I think that might happen in australia <laughs> I think, I think yeah, that, elimination I think that's, yeah, I've got a feeling that's 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 Australia. The Rock mentioned something on his social media about doing something that's not been done before, so that would make me believe that that, that the plan is to do Australia. Australia. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Well, I, again, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us and talking all, all about wrestling, and I look forward to coming to the show and hopefully everyone that's listening as well. We'll see you down there.